Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Omar Guerrero. And uh, apologies for the Heroes for Hire 2 delay. It's just, just there's some issues that I want everyone there for, and they're usually issues where I don't quite know what's going on. So that's <laughs> yeah. one of them. And it's just been hard getting everyone because of like birthdays and sickness and all sorts of stuff. So uh, I figured... I'll do Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, uh, because I have the Iron Fist Deadly Hands of Kung Fu trade, which we'll talk about, and this this is, like, I think a great sort of, you know, if we want to do backup episodes or episodes in between, you know, drawing from mm-hmm. this is perfect, and I wanted someone who yes. knew a little bit about Deadly Hands of Kung Fu and Shang-Chi, which is why I didn't do it with, um, oh, well, I wanted to do it with, like, uh, Omar or someone else. Uh, and I believe Omar is also like a deadly yeah. Hands kung fu fan. So, uh, a, a little bit actually. Uh, my cousin used to, to borrow uh, a lot of comics uh, yeah. back in the eighties, and uh, one of the one, one of his friends uh, used to collect deadly hands of kung fu. So I would read a couple of issues here and there. Yeah, and, and that's where I discovered Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Or and uh, Doug Minch and Paul Gillespie, yeah. and I really love the art. So yes. when I was trying to to learn art, I I would borrow one of the Master of Kung Fu uh, comics, and I would draw Shang Chi without his shirt on to practice on anatomy. I didn't like, you know. Yeah. Uh, my cousin told me to look at. Uh, at anatomy from encyclopedias and stuff, but I found that too boring, so I uh, yeah, I, yeah. I drew Shang Chi. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, my background on Master of Kung Fu. Yeah. So this this story we're doing features um, first Iron Fist, then Sons of the Tiger, who we've talked about before on the show uh, with, mm. with old Bob Diamond the most famous member for this show anyway, and mm-hmm. uh, Shang-Chi himself, who I believe started the whole Deadly Hands of Kung Fu thing, uh, who recently yep. had a movie, obviously, uh, and, yep. you know, I'll say the guy playing Shang-Chi should probably look into basic comic book knowledge for his character before he takes a dump mm-hmm. on a guy dressing as Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, so... <laughs> He he called he called Iron Fist his enemy. <laughs> did he really? Which they oh, are not. No. Yeah, yeah. He when called, did he do that? You know, um, it's like he said in an interview where there's this guy who came to the uh, premiere, uh, yeah. where something like wearing the costume of my enemy, like Iron Fist. And, uh, you know, fans are like saying that like, he's not. They're not enemies. They're actually buddies. Yeah, and the, the, they're they're good friends. I'm one of the people who said that to him, and a bunch of other people have. And it's really unfair that he's called this guy an idiot. You know, when Marvel asked him <laughs> to go, 
and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I don't know if he's read any of the responses or people like enlightening him. You know, like we're trying mm-hmm. to be polite. Uh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't talked about him politely to other people, but when I reached out to him, <laughs> I was polite. You know, yeah, yeah. And if yeah, he's not listening, be- then uh, I don't know. But yeah, they're they're definitely not enemies. Uh, they're very old team. In fact, yeah. they're so old. Uh, this. This was published in between Marvel Premiere 15 and 16. So, you know, I, I actually wonder about that one. Um, uh, it seems like, uh, based on the first, uh, the first page of the Iron Fist story, it feels like it happened uh, right after his vengeance quest uh, ended with uh, yeah. uh, Harold Meacham. Yeah. But it's unusual because immediately after he went down the building, um, when he, when he failed to enact his vengeance, uh, Colleen Wing picked him up. But, yeah. so, you know, I'm not exactly sure where to place this, so. I, uh, we, yeah, yeah. I, I assumed it was just at some quiet spot in the original Marvel premiere run with. Yes, like, yes. It could, it could, you could really, it doesn't really, like, it's not, uh, it's pretty standalone. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, it doesn't, true. it doesn't clash with anything or anything, which is nice, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but this trade, so I'm, I'm getting, I'm reading, I have this trade, it's the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu Complete Collection Iron Fist. So this collects, mm-hmm. I believe, all the, Iron Fist content in the Deadly Hands Kung Fu magazine, and mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because it was published in 2019. Yes. Which, what did season two of the Netflix show come out 2018 or 19? Uh, oh, hmm, interesting. Because uh, I know first season was 2000... 2017. Yeah, it was 2018, I believe. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah, because that's when I started my blog. <laughs> right, right. Maybe this was planned before the show was cancelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when obviously when the show was coming out, a lot of Iron Fist stuff was getting published, which was nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what. Geez, I'm not sure what the most recent Iron Fist thing would have been. They're still putting out. I believe they're still going to finish the Power Man and Iron Fist Epic Collection run. Yeah, they should. Although Marvel has had a history of uh, not finishing up on mm. a few TPBs, uh, complete collections, but they probably will eventually. Yeah, they've reprinted the first volume, um, I think, twice already. Right, right. If I'm not mistaken. So uh, they're yeah. probably trying to wrap interest for the trades again. I feel like if before they publish the last one, if they've gone in three uh, volumes in the epic collection i feel like they'll finish it because i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it yeah. would it would be like one or two left out of um mm-hmm. it's just the the third volume actually came out i think two years after the last one it was delayed by about a year i think yeah so that that so, Doombringer, i think was the recent one that was 2019 and that collects 90 to 107 yeah. so yeah they'd only need one more volume yeah, it. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, it'll be nice to have the whole run. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, th- this was great because I was always, I was like, I really want this Iron Fist Deadly Hands of Kung Fu stuff. I've never read it. 
and I was mm, looking at yeah. the omnibus, the second omnibus, which had Iron Fist on the cover, I think, and yes, because that had all the Iron Fist stuff in it, but that also had everything else, and it's obviously a lot mm. more expensive, and uh, it's also the second both, volume. Both, yeah, both volumes have Iron Iron Fist in them. Oh, really? It just has more in the second volume. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, this yeah, trades... like this story, the one we're discussing, it's in, it's in the in the first volume. This okay, and well, that, that's interesting. Then this definitely saves a lot of money. This trade, if you just want the iron yeah, stuff, definitely, definitely, um, re- really awesome. They put this out. I think right now, if I'm pretty sure every single solo iron fist thing you can get in trades or even team-up thing, because he hasn't had that much stuff published. I can't think of anything that's missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the only uh, thing... Namor. The Namor story. The Return of Iron Fist is not there. It's not in the trades. Uh, it it uh, isn't. Aren't those Namor stuff? Yeah. yeah, I guess the Iron... It's... Oh, well, it's in the Namor Omnibus. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> that, that would be a tricky one to put into an Iron Fist trade. Because it's... Mm, yeah. it's because it's really, it's really just a subplot in a Namor story. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that, that's all that's missing, but everything else is there. I really want... Yeah. I don't, I don't know if the run was long enough for an omnibus, but like a nice but a nice big trade of Ed Brisson's run would be good, because I don't like... You know, I don't, I don't want to yeah. have to try and get all the trades and six-issue blocks. I don't think they did hardcovers for them either. They're all softcover, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Brisson's run was really good. Uh, Heart of the Dragon, I heard, it never gets published. And burns in hell somewhere. <laughs> it already did. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but th- this this trade's a great a great little thing. Um, and, you know... I'll, yeah, yeah. Very nice addition to the collection. Yeah. So this this first Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, this special... Uh, so, as, as I said, it was published in between Marvel Premiere 15 and 16... So, uh, you have, so I'm sorry if people hear me flicking pages because I'm opening my trade. (laughs) Also, so I also have an online scan I'm looking at for reference. And so the trade collects about half of that issue because a lot of that issue is like coverage of real life tournaments and stuff or a big introduction. Unfortunately, I didn't know this because I would have loved to talk about uh, the tournaments and stuff. That they were covering, and yeah, and sort of you know dive into like the martial arts craze of the seventies. But uh, for the next Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, I might do it. I might go back and read that stuff for this issue. But I did, oh. I did read the introduction by Tony Isabella, which was, was oh right. yeah, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't got it. Uh, <laughs> mostly because he's like uh, 1973. The movie is Enter the Dragon. Three martial arts masters battle against incredible odds for their very lives. Their foe is the murderous Han. And then 1974, five martial arts masters battle against the incredible odds to save the entire world from extinction. Their foe is the most insidious villain of all time. He makes Han look like a Girl Scout. It's like, why are you throwing shade at Enter the Dragon? Because you wouldn't have these comics without that movie. Your comics are banking on that movie. Like, (laughs) you know? I love Enter the Dragon. Yeah, Enter the Dragon... Like, this issue's good, but Enter the Dragon is better. <laughs> you know, like, it's... Yes. So... Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you watched that? Enter the Dragon? Yeah. Uh, I was actually... 
would have been over eighteen. I can't remember the exact time I watched. So I didn't. I didn't watch it when I was a kid or anything. Okay, I watched it. I think I was seven. Wow. So that made me love kung fu. I mean, Bruce Lee made me love kung fu. Right. Right. Yeah. So I. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Lee got a lot of people into martial arts. Um, in fact, I, I have one of his books, the Tao Jeet Kundo, uh, which is a, mm. I'm sort of very slowly going through, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm desecrating it with a pencil because I'm highlighting parts that are useful. But uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like that's what he would want you to do with the book. He'd want you to go in there and take what you want, take what you think is useful. Whereas a lot of people treat it like yeah. a sacred tome, um, which is a bit odd. But uh, yeah. yeah. So, what's the deal? So, I don't, I don't know much about... Surprisingly, I don't really know much about, like, the whole role of, like, China with pulp and stuff. What's the deal with this Fu Manchu guy? Because, from what I understand, he's... He's Shang-Chi's father, but isn't he a character outside mm-hmm. of... Yeah, I think... You know, um... I don't know if they borrowed him, or... Uh, the rights to Fu Manchu was, uh... Um... Anybody, uh, anybody's game in the 70s or something, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so they used him, but they can't use him now in uh, in the comics and in the movie. So that's why they changed the the villain for the movie. Uh, and uh, his Shang-Chi's father became uh, the Mandarin. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you know... It, it made sense for the MCU as well. It uh, tied him up with the rest of the, the MCU. I mean, I haven't watched the movie. Uh, there are no theaters open here in the Philippines yet. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard a f- uh, few things here and there. I hope to get to watch it someday. Right. But yeah, that's, you know, Fu Manchu is, uh, is uh, not usable at any point now, but he was a very, he was a major figure in Shang-Chi's life in the 70s. Yeah. And the 80s, yeah. Yeah, he also seemed to, just reading about him, created during a time where, like, you know, the Chinese were considered alien and sort of mm-hmm. uh, hostile and stuff, so there's probably other reasons they wouldn't want to use him as well. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so the the Fu Manchu is the main villain in this story, which is a bit Unex- like not not unexpected, but it's unexpected how the story plays out, I guess. So we have mm. let's talk about the cover for this book, I guess, which is pretty cool. It's yeah, um, as as people can see on like our discussion thread and stuff, that's the cover. So it's you know special album edition, the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, photos, features, and action trips, eighty four steel smashing pages, Iron Fist, Sons of the Tiger, Shang Chi. So we have. Iron Fist, Sons of the Tiger, and uh, Shang-Chi fighting goons on the front. And we have Iron Fist slicing a sword with his knife hand strike. And these are all their martial arts characters. And it really goes to show how different Iron Fist is to these others. Yes, he's the only one with powers. Yeah. Or at least, you know, powers that... uh, In the traditional sense. Yeah, in the traditional sense, yeah. you know, and not like, like costume, uh, yeah. Sons of the the Tiger have a little bit of mysticism in them, yeah, uh, but not much. You, it's not like you'll call them superheroes or anything. Yeah, yeah, 
And, uh, you know, Shang-Chi, obviously, he's just a uh, master of Kung Fu and uh, agent of espionage. Because yeah. I think, I think I might be misquoting him, but I think it was Carl who said a lot of Shang-Chi stuff read like James Bond. Mm. And it's totally like that. It's, it's yeah, like the yeah. Shang-Chi portion was the least martial arts portion of it all, I think. Because he's, mm-hmm. like, firing himself out of torpedoes. I was crazy. Uh, <laughs> he's, like, going yeah. on, like, a, a submarine and stuff. Um, uh-huh. But, uh, right. yeah, it's, it's a cool the same as the, the usual stories. Maybe because it was written by someone other than Doug Minch, who <laughs> yeah. was his writer during this time. Yeah. So, on this first page, we have, like, a drawing of Iron Fist in motion, and then a drawing of Shang-Chi, and I don't know who this dude is. Is that that... That's not, like, Count Dante, dude, is it? Unless I'm just missing something. Which one? Which one? Uh, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, let me see. He's in the... He's in the omnibus. So, I'm actually looking at two... Right. Two books right now. So, I... I, I yeah, I double-dipped. Buying everything with Iron Fist in it. Yeah. I doesn't. uh, I think his his face appears again in um, inside the the omnibus where the tournaments are or the movies are. Um. Let me see. Hang on. On the the guy who did the cover art is Harold Show. Harold Shaw. Yeah. Not not really familiar with him. Uh, he seems good. Yeah, and these are the kind of covers that uh, the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu is known for. The magazine. Yeah. Okay. Um, the guy, I think, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm reading this one correctly, uh, he's Kwai Chang Kane. Right. Shaolin flashback. There's a feature about him. So, okay. uh, I think he appeared in the Kung Fu TV series by uh, starring David Carradine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that's him. Yeah. Uh, so if you're following along with the actual issue, as I said, I I'm going from the trade, so there'll be stuff that we won't be covering in this particular episode. Um, yeah, we don't have the magazines, guys. Sorry. Yeah. But the, so, is a relative, I mean, I've read some Shang-Chi before, um, but, like, I felt like this, this opening page explained everyone pretty well. So you have Fu Manchu looming in the yes. background, then you have the Sons of the Tiger, Iron Fist, and Shang-Chi in the foreground. It kind of, uh, explains them. So, for nearly a century, the shadow of Dr. Fu Manchu has lain heavily on the soil of this planet. His schemes for world conquest are legend, his evil boundless and his victims without number so maybe he's immortal or something i don't know but uh so mm. danny rand who has learned the fighting secrets of ancient kumun and forsaken immortality to battle injustice as the costumed hero called iron fist um you know good summary for yeah. no one who knows him yeah yeah and you know uh, it's in- interesting that they they really talk about him forsaking his immortality Yes, they do. And, That's a big thing. The early 70s, yeah. Yeah, which and I guess, yeah. And then it was yeah. brought back by Carrie Andrews yeah. in um, Living Weapon. Because he's like, they, they should have gone into that more. And I, I kind of agree. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't think he got over it quickly, but like, it, 
he sort of like he started off being like that, but then he got very quickly swept up in this plot with Master Khan, and it just kind of resolved yeah. itself along the way. Um, but yeah. yeah, and then we have Lin Sun, A Brown, Bob Diamond, the students mm-hmm. of Master Key, whose individual skills and strengths are tripled as they join together as Sons of the Tiger. Uh, these guys are fun, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I haven't read much about them. I, I read a few stories from the Omnibus. I actually read every uh, page in the two Omnibus volumes where Iron Fist appears. Right. And I read a little bit about these three whenever they cross paths with Iron Fist. So, yeah. Uh, they're fun. Yeah, they are. And then, and then we have Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, whose burden is the heaviest of all, for he is the son of Fu Manchu. So, yeah, it tells you, um, you know, what you need. And I like how it doesn't, it doesn't, because it, it bugs me when they, um, I like how they just say, uh, you know, fighting secrets of ancient Kunlun. I like that as a description of his kind of fighting <laughs> style. You know, I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it has uh, uh, a bit of a, uh, it's like, He's got, uh, you know, they've been around for for ages. Yeah. So it's great for them to mention that it's uh, the secrets are ancient. Yeah. And makes him look even more formidable as a fighter. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, always nice to see Danny fighting and be formidable about it. Um. <laughs> so it, it's a really, really nice opening page. I mean, I'm just going to say, I love the artwork in this book. And hearkening back Mm -hmm. to our very early episodes, it's black and white, which I'm a huge sucker for with Iron Fist. I think it really suits suits him in these, like, 70s stories. And, uh, yeah, this this whole page sort of summarizes, you know, that he gave up immortality Mm. to sort of go get vengeance, but he didn't take that vengeance, and now he's, you know, without a purpose. Yeah, yeah. This was... Yeah. Yeah, it's like he gave up the vengeance quest at this biggest time. Yeah, so it's interesting because this was published before Marvel Premiere 16, but so obviously it hadn't been resolved in the main Iron Fist book, but they must have known where that was going. Where it was headed, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... And this uh, was written by... Oh, yes. Master of Doug Mensch. Yes, Doug Mensch, also of Moon Knight fame, if I remember... Yeah, Moon Knight. True, true. He's done some Batman, I think, as well. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he and he and Paul Gulesi. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Is it if it is it Gulesi or Gulesi? I think it's Gulesi. Um, they did uh, Legends of the Dark Knight Venom, if I'm not mistaken. Oh right. I know it's yeah. a Gulesi uh, art. But I can't remember if it's Doug Minch. Um, uh, D- Danny ran- O'Neill did Venom. Oh, Danny O'Neill. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. They didn't do Venom. It's the other one, the one before it, I think. Uh, I was reading it because my friend was collecting that one. Right. Because uh, Venom sucks. I forgot. <laughs> I, I hated that book <laughs> so much when I read it. Uh-huh. I was like, this is garbage. Uh, it was su- it's such a cool idea 
with awful writing. Uh, um, you know, just just saying that now. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Iron F- this really grimy alley. Iron Fist here's a help. You know, oh, and this is chapter one. Yeah. Of Iron Fist. So yeah, yeah, and and yeah, we we need to mention this is by uh, art by Frank oh, yeah. McLaughlin and the Krusty Bunkers. So Frank Laughlin, I I know him as an inker. Yep. But his art here is superb, beautiful. Mm. Yeah. And the inkers, we don't know who the inkers are, but we have the members of the Krusty Bunkers. Um, I looked them up and and found them on Wikipedia. There's a bunch of them and. You know, a lot of heavy hitters. So, yeah. Uh, this was led by Neil Adams and Dick Giordano. And oh. Among them, uh, among the, yeah, there's about, I don't know, there's, I think there's about 30, 40 of them here. Wow. So, among the famous ones are Pat Broderick, who also drew Iron Fist in Marvel Premiere. Yeah. Howard Shakin. Of American Flag, right? Dennis Cohen, Dave Cockrum, Steve Englehart, who I didn't know, didn't know draw drew before. Uh, Dan Green, Larry Hammer, Klaus Jansson, uh, Alan Cooper, Cooperberg, Bob McLeod, Al Milgram, yeah, uh, um, Carl Potts, Joseph Rubinstein, Marshall Rogers. Jim Starlin, Trevor Von Eden, Alan Weiss, Bob Weisek, and Bernie Wrightson, to name a few. Oh, Bernie Wrightson. Actually, a lot. (laughs) I mean, they're all fantastic artists, but Bernie Wrightson, his horror art is phenomenal. Uh, Yeah, the horror genius. Yeah, if if anyone's ever read his, like, the Len Wayne something run, like, you know, the writing's Mm -hmm. fine. In fact, the writing's pretty good in the first few issues, but, like, the artwork is just... That's 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 what makes it such a classic, I think. Gorgeous. Um, yeah. yeah, I haven't read them, but I've browsed through them. But it's yeah, just beautiful art. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so he finds this newly arrived Chinese delegate who was basically ambushed by assassins. They burst in, they abducted the rest, but he escapes. Except he was mortally wounded, and then he died. Well, he dies talking to Iron Fist, and he basically tasks yeah. Iron Fist with finding the others. And since Iron Fist is lacking a purpose and not really doing anything, he's like, hey, why not? <laughs> you know, I should do this. Yeah. He's looking for a purpose here. Yeah. And then he gets yeah. uh, ambushed, I'm assuming by the assassins that abducted him, or some of them. Uh, this first guy is called Seo Kai Chen, He Who Strikes the Lightning, which is an awesome name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although he's like... He kind of reminds me of... Uh... What's the name of the second villain uh, uh, that Iron Fist faced? I mean, or the first one that he faced in New York? Oh, the guy um, who said Joke Scythe? Yes, yeah, Scythe. This is a yeah. way cooler right. name than Scythe. Like, this... <laughs> of course. This this <laughs> Iron Fist chunk of the comic, I think, is better than, like, a lot of Marvel Premiere, because I think... And I love Marvel yeah. Premiere, but I think, like, Iron Fist just works more in this kind of martial arts setting as opposed to trying to make it too much like a superhero thing. Yes, yes. Because, like... A very good blend of both. Because you just have... Compare this guy to Scythe, mm. right? 
Like, yes, this, yes. this guy is so much cooler, even though he doesn't have a goofy costume. He also doesn't mm-hmm. call him Joker all the time. You know, he, he doesn't have this ridiculous <laughs> over-the-top weapon. Like, it's... True. Uh, Scythe is a good fight, though, but... um. Yeah, I was I was just all into this book. At like even from the first page, I was like, oh yeah, th- this is this is nectar, you know. So, but he doesn't last long at all. Like he gets taken out immediately. <laughs> like, so he set up as a threat, but then yeah, uh, without even using the iron fist, he just smashes the hammer. Um, yeah, that was a surprise to me. I was looking for you know any signs of the iron fist being uh, being activated, uh, yeah. but. You know, it just wasn't there. It kind of looks like it. it might be. Mm-hmm. But, because um, it looks like there's a borderline explosion there. Um, <laughs> but there's no, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing about him charging up his fist or anything. So it could could have been like a miscommunication or it's just, I don't know, it's cool anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cool looking shot. And this whole section with Iron Fist is in that second person narration. Which yeah, I really love, you know. You enter yeah. the alleyway, and it's it's really nicely written, as well. Like it's really great. Yeah, that's what I love about Doug Mintz's writing and yeah. uh, the Master Kung Fu as well. Yeah, very beautifully done. And so he he fights all the assassins. There's you know they go, they're decent. They're they're good fight scenes. Um, I don't think they're as good as, uh, Marvel Premiere or Iron Fist fight scenes. That that's where I think the other title has an advantage is those fights were uh-huh. really good. These fights are good, but I just don't think they're on the same level, which is ironic because this is the more martial arts one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and I guess... Uh, I, I think there's there's just a few action scenes for Iron Fist here, Yeah. but we have a cool spread later. And they are, they're good, don't get me wrong. Like They're really good. It's just that other stuff is like the best. So, um, yes. so he, he takes out another guy with a flying kick, which is pretty cool. Sort of that that technique where they draw a character in motion just by drawing mm-hmm. them multiple times. And I really yes. like the other guy with a pitchfork. <laughs> I mean, I guess <laughs> like it's kind <laughs> of a side, but it looks like a little pitchfork. Yeah, and he, yeah. he breaks his arm over his shoulder. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very martial artsy. Yeah. And uh, so the battle has been swift and far less than deadly. For had you inflicted any more than minor injuries, you would have defeated your purpose as well as your opponents. So, you know, basically Danny was just trying to intimidate them, make a display of power to make them run to their base. And he's following the guy running to his base uh, through Chinatown. And apparently it's really filthy. The darkness and filth of Manhattan's night streets in the sector known as Chinatown. And this is actually the uh, lightning guy who's running. Mm, it mentions without yeah. a weapon, he's not prepared to strike the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no so, more lightning. This, this comes in later. In fact, so there's like a beggar here. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. this was pretty dumb, to be honest. He's like, pity for a blind man, and then he's like, out of my way, uh-huh. Baker. And then Iron Fist stops and offers his assistance. Mm-hmm. And it turns, spoiler, this blind man appears in all the stories, and it turns out he's Fu Manchu. Yes. I get why he appears in Shang-Chi's story, because he's messing with Shang-Chi. Why does mm-hmm. he care about the yeah. other people? 
Like, I don't think he knows who they are, right? Like, they they yeah. just, they stumble across him. You know, he, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi actively seeks him out. The others just stumble across the problem. So it's pretty odd that he appears in those two. He's like, uh, I, I think he's like Rosario Dawson for <laughs> the Netflix uh, Marvel series. Oh where there has to be one character who connects all the series mm. together. So it's this blind guy for this Deadly Hands of Kung Fu special. The thing is, like, <laughs> she didn't need... Shouldn't need to be in every series. Like the characters, you know, you don't need, <laughs> one exactly. character doesn't have to know everyone. Like, you know, Iron Fist could have just known Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, could have happened that way. Yeah, but, but I guess they had a contract for her where she's supposed to appear in. No, but you know, don't don't get us wrong, guys. Uh, Rosario Dawson is an excellent uh, actress. She her acting really stands out, but she was uh, just really just annoying in Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no one, no one liked her in Iron Fist because she was just there all the time. She was fighting ninjas with tiger claws, like really. Yeah, it was like Ninja. anyway. Um, <laughs> uh huh. But so Danny storms into this. So building. the blind man is Rosario Dawson. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so he, this is all. I love the way all this is drawn up. He comes across this big sumo wrestler. Mm, yeah. Who's great? It's a uh, fat cobra <laughs> without the tattoos. Yeah. And so, what's this guy's name? Ah, it's in the. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Sugamo. Sugamo, the mountain which steals breath. So he just he bear hugs yes. the crap out of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is you know effective it's as anything, M-O. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're big, use yes. it like. Um, Slow, but he's strong. Yeah. So yeah, this guy idiotically runs into the base, being chased by a very non-conspicuous Iron Fist. Um. <laughs> and the sumo is like, well, you know what? I'm going to kill you now. And it looks like he snaps his back, which is... Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it, it just really kills him with the... Yeah. His, his spine. Yeah. But, uh, so Iron Fist swings in on a rope, just, you know, and he starts fighting everyone. And it's cool, like, they have yeah. names of some of the techniques, like, you know, Dragon Stamp Kick. Yes. Yeah, they, they named it... Uh, in, you know, back in the 70s, they named his... Uh, yeah. His punches and kicks, and Ed Brisson did a good job of uh, bringing mm. that back. And uh, definitely uh, Ed Brubaker as well. In, uh, and Ed Brubaker and yeah. uh, Matt Fracture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got like an elephant kick, a rock smash blow. Yeah, which that was really cool than these things that I've come across. I haven't really, but um, you know, they sound cool than like hammer fist or mm-hmm. axe kick. Or do they? I don't know. I have this max kick sounds pretty awesome. But anyway, uh, so there's monkey blows, base maneuvers. So they're fighting. So he, the Sugamo gets him in a bear hug. And mm-hmm. uh, Danny escapes by. Because he doesn't pin his arms. So he escapes by smacking him on the ears. Similar yeah. to how he did with Luke Cage when they first mm-hmm. uh, tangled. Just yeah. And, then, and I think it's a typical move in martial arts movies. Uh, I think I remember Jackie Chan doing that a lot too. Yeah. And Bruce Lee, I think. Yeah. 
So, like... So, Danny's on the ground. Also, the sumo looks really big in a couple of these panels, but <laughs> not so big somewhere yeah. in others. Like, he looks, like, gigantic, like an actual giant. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that middle page, <laughs> middle panel. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like um, going, he's a monstrous-looking <laughs> character here. Yeah. But, so, Daddy, this was weird. He dispatches him with a sharp shot to the neck, but... On the panel, it looks like he's breaking his neck. So, mm. like, maybe, yeah, yeah, so. maybe they're like, no, Iron Fist doesn't kill, but he kind of drew on breaking his neck. So they just wrote it as a sharp chop to the neck? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it doesn't look like a sharp chop to the neck. It looks weird. Um, uh, uh, but here we get, so, you rise from the form... trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, it's, this is a martial arts copy. I mean, but yeah, you yeah. rise from the fallen sumo and your eyes survey the face of a solid steel riveted door. You assess the door's strength. Even as you have gauged the strength of a dozen foes this night and you realize that if you are to reach the cat to developers behind this door, delegates behind this door, you must invoke the seething power of Iron Fist. Shatum and he smashes through the door. This is where we get our Iron Fist of the issue. Mm-hmm. And I just want to... So, I don't like the... The, the Iron Fist Netflix show is, you know, it's all controversial and stuff. Like, some people hate it, some people like it. Uh, my friends generally uh-huh. love the first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, me too. I, I was watching the first season with a friend of mine. And yeah. it was so cool, because when, when Danny punched the door out of the asylum, mm-hmm. his mind was, like, yeah. blown. You know, he thought that was so awesome. And it was really cool, because oh, it, was, okay. it was just a really classic, like, use the Iron Fist moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was yes. cool. And then this is the same French who said, who will break his effing t- TV if they give Colleen the Iron Fist when he was about halfway through season two. So that was pretty funny as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this it's like the same door. Yeah, smashed yeah. So it just it really reminded me of it. You know, his big steel door. Um, but he finds the rest of the delegates, or does he? Because it turns out they're all dummies. They're mannequins for some reason. Like I don't understand yeah. why they're mannequins. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not, it doesn't slow him down that much. He just takes that. Uh-huh. They could have just like they've already escaped with the delegates, so he could have just. I don't know, it's just really silly. Um, like, it's it's one of the, the dialogue and the text is wonderfully written, it's wonderfully drawn, but the plot itself just doesn't really make much sense. Um. <laughs> Your typical 70s story. Yeah. Where, you know, it's a little melodramatic and, you know, sometimes over the top, but it's, it's fine. You know, if you're an old school reader uh, like me, you know, Still works. Oh, it's it, it works, yeah. but I think even for the seventies, this is a bit of sloppy writing because, like, leaving leaving mannequins there leaving it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's like it's a cool moment, but then uh-huh. you think about it and you're I like, think I've seen this in few movies before. <laughs> yeah, I may have borrowed from from some of those. Yeah, true. Um, but then Danny finds a note. 
where the blind mm. man was, or like in a battered tin cup where the blind man was, and it's a note saying, thank you. <laughs> so, for some reason, um, so it seems you have Likely. met your... It seems you have met your true opponent and in fact given him aid. It is also apparent that he is the most ruthless man for all you have elected not to slay his men who have slain you. They were nevertheless deemed expendable by their leader. A man who would think nothing of sacrificing a dozen lives to the blah 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 blah. I mean, it's good, but it's a lot, so I won't waste time reading it. But it's like... Mm-hmm. So he's on Fu Manchu's radar, but he just got to New York. But I yeah. guess Fu Manchu yeah. is like a hundred years old and all knowing, so it's just a, it's a bit odd because it doesn't it doesn't come together in the end. Uh huh. Like it. Okay. It because you have the Iron Fist story, you have the Sons of the Tiger story, then you have the Shang Chi story. Yes. But they never They're actually team up. Supposed to be part of a whole. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like a team up that never happened. Something like that. So it's all like, and it's resolved in an epilogue, but it still feels a bit like it just kind of mm. went nowhere, you know. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go into the probably spend less time on the other stuff because it's not Iron Fist, but um. Yes. Yeah. So we we go the next part, part mm. two. Mm-hmm. Is. Uh, about the Sons of the Tiger? Yes, I'm just trying to find. Um, so, script Chris, Chris Claremont and Art Herb Trimp. Yeah. So, the Sons of the Tiger so, arrive at the airport and then mm-hmm. they get um, <clears throat> ambushed. Because <laughs> they, they've been interfering with yeah. the Silent Ones, which, in it, tells us to refer back to previous issues of Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, so... True, yes. Yeah. Because they're, they're on their way to a Kung Fu tournament. Yeah, which was a thing. Yeah. Back uh, in the day. Yeah, and I would like to read uh, about it. So I'll talk about that next time, because I find it interesting. Because mm-hmm. a lot of tournaments just suck now. Like... So. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with tournaments these days. I mean, if anyone saw karate in the Olympics, that was, that was embarrassing. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, so they fight these goons, and then they're like detained by the cops, and they're in their hotel room. And Bob Diamond's irritated because it's stressful. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. By the whole, uh, the whole ambush thing, etc. Yeah. And these guys are going to be caught up in the same plot that Iron Fist was caught up in. Yep. Uh, abducting the delegates. Yeah. So we, we do. Yeah, we see a continuation. You that is. We, we mm-hmm. see. Yeah, continuation through the sort of. Uh, plot line with the delegates, so we sort of get hints of that with Iron Fist, now we, you know, we get the real big brunt of it with Sons of the Tiger um, which is a cool way of doing it, I think showing the same threat evolving through different characters um, yeah and it's also a seven so this is a three parter yes, yeah. even though it says like there's four parts there's only three 
Um, <laughs> oh, maybe it's the epilogue. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it's the epilogue. Yeah, it's... yeah. So Bob goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it is very interesting because so hyper just a page earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just like, I'm so stressed. I've had it. This seven hour flight, organized crime. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suddenly sleeping and snoring away. Yeah. Um, just getting the rest because I know Bob Diamond. Like, so Linson and Abe Brown. Like Linson's watching the news, which is ticking Bob Diamond off. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole thing with um, like if a Chinese foreign minister, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. basically saying, you know, the disappearance of my country's entire United Nations mission is an act of monstrous international terrorism. The People's Republic of China hold the United States government fully responsible for their safe recovery. And then Lin Sun is like, every time I see this guy, my tiger medallion tingles. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's like, is he one of these silent ones? So he wakes up Bob Diamond, and so the three of them go to. Do they go to the one? UN. The UN, yeah. General Assembly. Yes. And some folks try to stop them from entering, but a guard lets them in anyway. So listening to the speech, to a, a, uh, some sort of speech, uh, you know, basically, the whole thing is, so these assassins jump out behind them, mm-hmm. claim they're from, you know, China, like, for the glorious Chinese people, destroy the warmongering American fascists. So the whole thing is, it's obviously a frame-up job to start a war between America and China. Yes. Uh, start World War Three or something, yeah. Yeah. And so the Sons of the Tigers start fighting, you know, which is pretty cool. And then they, they do their little Power Ranger thing where they're like, you know, Sons of the Tiger unite. And they're in costume. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they rip off their clothes um, to get into costume. Uh, or uniform, I don't know. It's, uh... Yeah. But um, they... Still get they still get kidnapped by the the U.S. delegation still gets kidnapped they're unable to stop them yes but they There's do stop. too many of them yeah no one dies at least mm-hmm. true so I'm just like wait I like this part where it says that alone each member of the team is a superb almost unbeatable martial artist. Yeah. But now, with the Masters functioning as one, the Sons of the Tiger are deadly beyond belief. Yeah. It's a cool way of uh, letting readers know how good they are. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of weird how these, these dudes fly in on wings, these assassins. They have, like, metal wings underneath the... <laughs> yes. I just noticed that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do have those... Uh... And and it tells us that they're working for Fu Manchu because one of them lets it slip and the other guy's like, "Hey, shut up! <laughs> you know, I'll kill you if you let the master's name slip again." Um, uh, uh, there's always one guy who does that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, so again, like Iron Fist, they try to stop it and they fail. They fail, yeah. And then a blind man. <laughs> <laughs> secretly and, Rosario yeah, and Dawson and in a helicopter too again also. yeah, the, yeah <laughs> he's got a lot of hel- this is very James Bond like the you know yeah escaping through a helicopter uh huh James Bond-ish <laughs> yeah 
So yeah, the, the bigger the... was ominous. Mm-hmm. He's back. Yeah. If the delicates aren't found by midnight tomorrow, you know. So yeah, the Chinese delivered an ultimatum to the president. So things are looking bad. Yeah. Then we have chapter three, The Hands of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Nature created the world to be one with itself. The waters nourishing the land, the air breathing uniform life to the whole of its surface. But man divided the world into non-existent borders, split the whole fragmented regions called nations, and the world suffered. And where the world suffered, man suffered, and man died, attempting to shape his nation into an entity greater than the rest of the world. Uh, but Sir Dennis Nayland Smith has told me of an organization called the United Nations. Its name is false, for it does not attempt to unite the world into a whole, and yet it does attempt to relieve the suffering by resolving differences between the world's divided regions. For this reason, I have come to the office building which disguises Fu Manchu's New York headquarters. I must speak with my father and learn if it is he who has divided the United Nations and wishes to make the world suffer. Uh, so he's... This is Shang-Chi. He's got a newspaper at his feet about the kidnapped delegates. Yeah. And there's the beggar again. Oops, sorry, didn't mean to tap your foot. <laughs> Can you spare a dime for a blind man? I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have buckets. Yeah. <laughs> so this is written by Doug Mensch, and the art is by yeah. Mark Bosberg and Dan Atkins. Yeah, so... Uh, the, the Sons of the Tiger story is the only one not written by him. Uh, that was written mm. by Chris Claremont. Which is going to be the Iron Fist writer soon. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. So this this whole thing's very James Bond. It doesn't even read, like, martial arts, to be honest. Um, <laughs> like, he uses martial yeah. arts in it, but James Bond uses martial uh-huh. arts as well. You know, he's karate and judo. Mm-hmm. On the outside, oh, crap, but anyway, um, in a suit. <laughs> yeah, in a suit. Yeah, I guess this guy's in a martial arts costume. Um, <laughs> he jumps on a car to tail it from the building, follows them to where the delegates are because he just arrives there as the delegates getting put onto the submarine, which is pretty lucky. Mm. And he sneaks on the submarine. He takes out one of the weird, culty-looking people, puts on the cloak. Mm-hmm. And uh, sneaks into the submarine, undetected. Yeah. yeah. And they've, uh, they yeah, they have American and Chinese delegates there, and we see yeah. Fu Manchu. It's a submarine yeah, arrives on his boat. There's this, there's this, uh, uh, dialogue. Uh, I mean, uh. There's, there's Shang-Chi here talking about my hands pretend that my ears are deaf. I listen. Uh, I, I had to, you know, I had to read that a few times to figure out my hands pretend <laughs> that my ears are deaf. And he listened, so I, I, mean, I don't know. I, don't I think it. that's just the way of him trying to say he's looking, he's looking like he's just doing normal work while they're talking, while he's eavesdropping. I think it's just a really fancy way of saying that. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't want to be looking yeah, suspicious I while I eavesdrop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. He's, he's the guy over here to the left. Yeah. I was thinking he was uh, still up there in the... somewhere up in the... Uh, in the attic or so, uh, in the yeah. ceiling or something. But this is him. Okay. 
pretending to do something else. Yeah. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah. So... One sec. So, yeah, the... This is ridiculous, this whole thing. <laughs> so, he can't get on the boat because he wasn't able to sneak off the submarine when it was docked next to the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Also, Fu Manchu is very upset that one of the delegates is missing as well. Um, the one who died yeah. um, in the Iron Fist story. Yeah. So what Shang-Chi does is he disarms all of the missiles in the submarine. Torpedoes, mm-hmm. yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there's another... There's a... Uh, Shang-Chi's friends are arriving by boat, and they plan to sink it. So he disarms everything, mm-hmm. and he puts himself into the missile tube. Yes. Yes. Um, Very interesting move. Yeah, and then he gets fired out of the missile, and he just breaches the surface, you know, like he just gets mm-hmm. fired out of a missile, and he's just like, yep, he just acts like it's normal, and he swims normally. Um, Onto the boat. And Fu Manchu's like, who the hell is this guy, like, coming out of the water? And he's like, oh, it's him. Um, so, My son. <laughs> yeah, look, get rid of him. Uh and yeah, so you know, there, there's a so, fight. Yeah, Shang Chi takes them out one by one. Yeah. And when I have defeated the last one, there are more ones from the submarine without their robes. <laughs> yeah. Longer wearing their cult-looking robes anymore, and it appears that they know how to fight. Yeah. Yep. So they're not just there to operate the sub- the submarine. They're actually good fighters too. Yeah. Of course they are. I mean, like, they would have to be because they're, you know, they're henchmen, right? They've got to be good fighters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, like, so what did, what did you think about him going into a missile tube and launching himself? <laughs> I thought that was very unusual. I don't know if you can survive something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you I... survive that. Like, I get so it's a 70s you. comic, but this was like, okay, <laughs> for me, this was like, hmm, <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, if this is Luke Cage, or Colossus, or something, or, you know, one of those uh, indestructible guys, I, you know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't bother me at all. But yeah. Shang-Chi, uh, that's human skin, and uh, you're launching him out uh, into deep Waters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this, you know. Yeah, he doesn't have powers. That. That, yeah, that's, does. that's some Batman bullshit right there. And Batman has a suit, big waist. Like. <laughs> yes, he does. At yeah. least he does, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Make a lot of explanations for, you know, how he can survive something like that. It's like, look, but for Shang-Chi. Being really good at Kung Fu doesn't let you do stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's like anyway. Yeah, writers have their funny. bad days too. <laughs> yeah, and just like how yeah, he, their bad days. I like how he casually just emerges from the water as well. 
Look, he, he doesn't even fly onto the ship. He just breaks the water normally. Yeah, like, he doesn't yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Should have launched him onto the ship, ship yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how there's a, a yin-yang symbol as he's fighting these goons, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, that's, that's very nice. The, the, that's a very big thing in martial arts, you know, complementary yet opposing forces, you know, using your opponent's momentum against them, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's costume too. So yeah, yeah. Works. Yeah, true. Um, so he beats them all up, then he beats them more up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Takes uh, everything down. Yeah. And then Fu Manchu's escaping on his James Bond helicopter. This helicopter that's popped up in, <laughs> like, every... Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just he just escapes. Um, but he doesn't get the delegates. Sorry, Dawson of helicopters. <laughs> yeah. And he escapes again. Yeah. And But his friends but arrive... This time, the delegates are saved. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Yes. And they leave all the bad guys to take the delegates out first because they're priority. The bad guys are unconscious, and the boat blows up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, conveniently, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all of the day's work, and then Shang Chi sees the beggar's clothing and a note. I am sorry you have no money, my son, but I thank you anyway, Fu Manchu. He crunches the note. My father, pass within reach of my arm to demonstrate that even the son of Fu Manchu may be blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the other... Yeah. I mean, Danny wouldn't yeah, even know that... who the hell Fu Manchu is, so, like, probably didn't even need to disguise himself as a yeah. beggar. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been, only been in New York for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. So the so. episode takes us back to Iron Fist. Yeah. Sorry, just got to type something here. Yeah. You're looking something up? Yeah. Just see if I can. But. Uh, no, never mind. So, yeah, we get to the Iron Fist epilogue. Yes. Well, actually, not the Iron Fist epilogue, the, the epilogue period. Um, so the first three yeah, panels, I'll read this out. You are Iron Fist and you seldom smile, but this eve you do smile as you read a newspaper blown your way by chance of wind. It seems there is some justice in the world after all. So you turn and put thoughts of your recent defeat behind you and you turn and walk tomorrow, towards tomorrow. And he's reading a newspaper about the rescued delegates. And then... Mm. The chance of wind carries the discarded newspaper down the night silent streets of Manhattan and past three men with whom you have unknowingly shared an adventure and a cause. So, Abe Brown's unhappy. Mm. Oh, wait, no, Bob Diamond's unhappy, you know. Like, uh, we get our tails spanked because we interfered with UN security and then some mystery men come from left field to save the delegates. I wonder who those guys were. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter... Is it enough when there was a need that there were good men available to fill the need? Mm-hmm. That's Lynn's son. Yeah. And then Abe Brown goes, hold it right there, Lynn. You're not going to give me any of that philosophy stuff about how we played our assigned roles, are you? The plain fact is we blew it. All we did was bust up some furniture and third-rate assassins. So why don't... So don't try to call me with that subject. And then Lynn's goes, actually, I was going to suggest we all go out and get a steak. 
<laughs> Finn. Um, yeah, so... Written by Epilon. Oh, yeah. Written by Tony Sabella. Oh, nice. And he did yeah, with art by Yeah. So... Uh, Mm-hmm. That was interesting. I mean, I love the artwork. I love, I love these old, you know, sort of sort of throwback comics. Well, not actually. Yes. This isn't throwback, but it, it reminds me of it. Um, it was just, uh, it was really weird how, like, I'm not I saying. I guess I. It's just, just how you have, Iron and Sons of the Tiger accomplish nothing. Like if they if they did some small if they contributed in some small way unknowingly, but they didn't. They just they both like failed in their objective. I mean it was cool how it told us what was going on through their point yeah. of view, but yeah, I just thought it was yeah. odd. Uh the the you know, Iron Fist and the Sons of the Tiger, um they practically failed. Yeah. Where Shang-Chi finished the job for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to see um, th- all of them team up together at the in-, in the end. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that was what they were going for, for some reason. Uh, but they will cross paths uh, later in the series. Mm. Later in the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu series. Yeah. So this was, um, in the omnibus, this was placed near, uh, in between issues three and four. Right. And Iron Fist doesn't appear again in the comic until issue ten. And later they'll have, uh, a couple of adventures together, um, where Iron Fist actually meets the Sons of the Tiger and, uh, and mm. he meets Shang-Chi in the Master of Kung Fu Annual 1. Right. But they meet a second time in issue 29. So it takes a while before he teams up with the, with Shang-Chi. Yeah, I, I don't um, think Master of Kung Fu is in this book. It's just Deadly Hands. Mm-hmm. So their first it, meeting wouldn't be in there. Um... Yeah, what did you think of the story? Did you have a favorite part, or? Well, I always loved the the Iron Fist uh, art by Frank McLaughlin. I mean, you know, ever since I saw it, at least. Yeah. Um, Because I know him as an inker, and when I saw his art here in uh, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu Special, I. Uh, you know, it just goes to show you that inkers are artists too. Uh, they just happen to, to finish up the artwork of the main artists. But, but, uh, I'd say if, if there was a chance for back then for Frank McLaughlin to be the artist for Marvel Premiere or yeah. an Iron Fist, uh, solo series, uh, I, you know, I would love that. He's, he's really good. Yeah. And, you know, the first person, you know, the, the, the third person narration, um, the, uh, the fighting against, uh, martial artists mm. and stuff, you know, you love, you love that part about, uh, Iron Fist. Yeah. And I think, 
you know, um, like like I said, I would have loved to see them him team up with the Sons of the Tiger and uh, uh, Shang Chi in the end, uh, especially because this is a you know it's a special. Yeah, look, if you uh, if you uh, bought uh, this, you would feel ripped off because <laughs> the cover, you know, shows <laughs> yeah, them together. Yeah, like, three of them together. <laughs> and it says five masters yeah, against yeah. Fu Manchu, and then it never happens. You know, yeah, it's like a teaser for something bigger. Yeah, and then uh, but there wasn't one. a sequel, like <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you know, you have to wait a while until it actually happens. Yeah, it's a cool cover, so beautifully done, but you just feel uh, like there was something missing. And yeah. if this was done, uh, if it was done in in the way that the ex, you know the readers would have expected it to end up, um, it would have been really satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still enjoyed it despite the ending. Uh, I think I mean my favorite part was Iron mm. Fist A because I'm biased, yeah. but B because I guess yeah. the Iron Fist part was the yeah. most small scale, and it had the most focus yeah. on martial arts. And Sons yeah, of the Tiger had a bit less, and then Shang-Chi even less, as the sort of glo- the globe, global war plot got bigger. Because um, we got two mm. fights with Iron Fist. We got him versus the Thugs at the start, and the Sumo. But he had two, like, very defined villains in his... That had their own names yeah. and everything, whereas the other guys ended up just kind of fighting goons the whole time. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it had the best art too. Yes, definitely. But you know, the the other parts are still good. I would say I prefer Sons of the Tiger next and then Shang Chi because Shang Chi was just straight up James Bond sort of stuff, which is cool. <laughs> but you know, I'd read James Bond if I wanted that. Um, it's very unusual because this is Doug Bench writing him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because Doug Bench did the first and third part, so you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, I think unless you have anything else, I think that wraps us up. Yeah, I think I'm good. Um, great to be revisiting this story. Yeah. Uh, love uh, reading old school stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you sometimes miss reading uh, comics that uh, you spend 20 minutes reading. Uh, unlike comics today where you can only read you read them for five minutes and then you're done and you wait for the next month yeah so this could actually you know this is something that you could uh probably sit down for about 10 minutes and then uh come back tomorrow and read the next part if yeah. you want you know just to yeah to savor the whole story yeah plus the the actual magazine would have had all that bonus stuff as well yeah it's like yeah. doubles the length uh, but yeah, alright, well, yeah. I guess until next time, um, which we'll hopefully be doing here as for Hire 2, because it's not a long issue and not much happens, so, um, I mean, I've already read it. Oh, and a uh, big thanks to our patrons, uh, Derek, Carl, and Ray. You guys are awesome. Uh, if you want to check out our Patreon, head over. There's rewards. You can get artwork from Carl, which is pretty awesome, so have a squiz. Yeah. But yeah, until next time, may your fist become unto a thing of iron. Yes, please. See ya. Bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. 
any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Artist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening.